0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, this is actually our 200th episode of our Times Together And so I guess I ask that you continue to pass the word about this and that you pray about it, uh, that this would be what God desires for it to be and what I think he intended for it to be from the get-go and uh, even more so, okay? And so, you know, I never have got into details over all that. I just thought we were supposed to do it for various reasons. And so, uh, Lord, uh, continue to bring it about, right? So we've been looking at spiritual gifts here of late. And uh, in the last episode, we were looking at 1 Corinthians 14, and we looked at the first verse. And that first verse, it builds upon what Paul has said in the 12th chapter and the 13th chapter. So he tells us to pursue love, yet to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, and so because of that verse right there, I think we can have some insight about how the Spirit does some things. We know that the Spirit gives the gifts as He desires. We know that the Spirit gives the gifts to everyone who is a true believer. That uh, that giftedness is going to be varied. We've seen that we're all one body, but there's different empowerments, different things that occur according to the Spirit. And um, I think He, uh, oh yeah, we also know that He does it for the common good. Don't want to forget that one. I think that's a pretty good understanding when somebody comes at you and says, well, you've got one or two gifts and that's it. You can point them to this verse right here. And, well, then why does it say that we are to earnestly desire, especially that you may prophesy? Let's say that you haven't prophesied in the way empowered by the Holy Spirit. And yet the scripture right here says to desire that. okay, And to pursue that. Uh, that sort of leaves me with the idea that we can do that. Not to the sense that I'm looking at Bubba over here, and I'm jealous over him because he's got a gift, and I wish I had a gift like that. No, 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 not that at all. But that we would speak forth some things. So let's just look at the uh, the context of what he's saying right here because these next five verses are really, really important. Again, verse 1, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Verse 2, For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. So we get a little more context about what's going on right here. Paul is talking about the spiritual gift of prophecy, and he's talking about the spiritual gift of tongues. Now notice that Paul does not say, oh, hey, you're going to need tongues for a little while, but after a while you're not going to need it. That's what a lot of people say, folks, with a lot of these spiritual gifts. They say we no longer need them, and nothing could be further from the truth because we saw over in Ephesians 4 that we need all the giftedness of uh, the Spirit, particularly manifested through gifted individuals, until such a time as we are unified in the Lord. Ephesians 4 clarifies a lot of this. So he says this, The one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands it, but in his spirit he speaks mystery. And so when someone is speaking in a tongue, and this is speaking of an unknown language, okay, a language that the speaker does not know or has not learned, that when someone is speaking that way, he doesn't understand it. His spirit is speaking mysteries. The spirit within him and the Holy Spirit within his spirit is speaking forth mysteries. He doesn't know what it is. It's being spoken to God. He doesn't speak to men. He's speaking to God. Now, hang on to that while we finish the balance of it. You'll get some more insight to it. Verse 3, But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. So why is it that Paul was saying that I wish you all would prophesy, especially you would prophesy? It's because when one prophesies, it edifies the body. It exhorts the body, and it brings consolation to the body. Whether it's the prophesying from the element of foretelling something or the forthtelling, which is really more common, <laughs> we simply forthtell the truth of the Word of God. Now, verse 4 says this one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I've mentioned this several times in previous episodes. A lot of times people will read this and say, well, Obviously, you don't need to be speaking in tongues in the in the church environment because you're only edifying yourself. You need to prophesy and edifies the church. No, that's not what he's saying. Okay, sometimes people view this right here as putting down the gift of tongues because it edifies himself. It's a selfish thing they say. No, 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 no. Paul's not saying that. He's just acknowledging what happens. It edifies the person that is speaking that language. He's speaking to God. He doesn't understand what's being said, but his spirit is speaking ministries, and it edifies and builds up that individual. But, he said, the one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, watch what he says in verse 5. Okay, verse 5. Now, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. <laughs> oh, me, what's that? Well, at the beginning, he said, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So it looks like he's saying, oh, prophecy is the most important. That's what everybody's got to get. Well, no, not necessarily. He wants us to earnestly desire the gifts. He wants us to earnestly function with them. Yeah, he wants us to speak forth the truth. But now he's saying, hey, I wish you all spoke in tongues. But he's acknowledged already at the end of chapter 12 that not everybody does. He says, I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. He said that, you know what? It'd be great if the Holy Spirit moved in everyone and everyone spoke in tongues. That's wonderful. That's fine. But even more so, I wish we would prophesied that he continues to sentence. And greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues. And people will often stop out there and go, well, there you go. The one who prophesies is greater than the tongues. The tongues are the least of these. No, 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 no. You got to finish the rest of the sentence, folks. <laughs> Listen to this. And greater is the one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may receive edifying. Whoa! Remember there's the uh, spiritual gift of tongues, and there's the spiritual gift of interpreting of tongues. Okay, there's interpretation of that. And so Paul is saying this, that you know, I wish you would all speak in tongues, but I really wish you all would prophesy because the greater is the one who prophesy in the corporate environment because the church is being edified. But if someone speaks forth a tongue in the corporate thing in a corporate worship time or a gathering like that, that's fine. And we're going to see later on that Paul says if you do that, pray that you would have the interpretation or that someone would have the interpretation. All sorts of things have been brought up about this. People will say, well, if someone has a tongue, then someone else, they need to know that someone there has a spiritual gift of interpretation. Well, no, not necessarily. The Lord may give you the interpretation. And people say, well, that's uh, sort of fair and not not fair and cheating. How can we know it's really the word of the Lord? I I know, folks, I've been there. I've gone through these things in my mind. I'll give you an example in the balance of our time here. I had a friend many, many years ago, and from time to time he would share a word in a tongue during church services in an unknown language. And he would wait. After he would say something, he would wait. And then, you know, seconds would pass, maybe half a minute or a minute, and then he would interpret it. And what he was doing was he was given the body the opportunity if somebody had the interpretation to bring forth the interpretation because the Lord provides that. Well, after that minute, he would bring the interpretation. Well, one particular Sunday he spoke that. Spoke forth the word. I had no idea what he said. He interpreted, and we moved on with the service. It was great. A lady came up to me, and she told me after the service, she said, I knew what he said. Well, then I had my little checks and balance that my flesh wanted, right? And I said, well, let me ask you, is what he said the interpretation was, is what you thought it was, was it the same thing? And she said, well, I would have said it a different way, but yeah, it was the same thing. And I thought immediately of the Gospels, you know, the four Gospels. They're telling the same story, but they're saying it in different ways, from different perspectives. She said, it was the same thing, but I would have said it a different way. And then I asked her, well, why didn't you, you know, bring forth the interpretation? She said, I started to, but I was sort of scared of it. I said, I understand. Next time, do it. You know, that's learning how the body wants, the Lord wants the body to function together. He says, greater is the one who prophesies than the one who's speaking in tongues, unless you interpret it. The whole point is that the church would be edified, that the church would be built up. Well, our time's up today. We'll pick this up next time. I'll see you then.